dark save for light being cast from the big tv screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning hey george hey lines how's it going you just i'm sorry you just came out of nowhere man i just i'm, I'm a little i'm a little startled they, they, they use that sound effect so many times that eventually i was like this is kind of corny but they're they're doing the best they could with what they had right but it's just like they're 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 all purpose surprise noise i uh, know man the, the the one the one noise i hear in my ears a lot is the uh the you died noise oh yes yeah yeah there's a lot of that a lot of that uh frighteningly that's probably like a close second to the you killed someone noise is the you getting killed. noise. <laughs> well, I think though that all of the, you know, cause at one point when you're going through the game, there are zombie like warriors and like, and, and mummies and stuff. And I'm like, come on, wait, Oh my God. It's, it's my reanimated body. Like it's me. Like those are all the different <laughs> versions of me that have died and are now coming back to fight me. It's yeah. obvious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do end up fighting a, friggin' demon at the end like that actually isn't even a an outlandish presumption we should probably bring the audience in on what we're talking about uh right we played super mario brothers yes those <laughs> pits are just full of mario corpses <laughs> we played ninja gaiden gaiden which one are we gonna do we gotta we gotta pick that out now god damn it so i say gaiden it's almost okay. definitely gaiden no it's, it's probably gaiden because i don't think that the uh, japanese has a hard day like that does it Oh God! Now my brain is just leaking. If if, if I didn't have these headphones on, it, there'd just be puddles running down my shoulders. Picturing like Homer Simpson when he eats the the blob goo and it's just like all pouring. <laughs> I can keep down Arby's. I can keep down you, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, Ninja oh, Gaiden. crap. I think I think it actually is Gaiden, but I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we have already gone so far afield and you have sworn twice so the episode's going great yeah no okay so here <laughs> you you pick and i'll try to just stick to that one i'm gonna i'm gonna go with ninja gaiden 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 we played ninja gaiden so yes <laughs> yeah we played ninja gaiden so yeah. um so uh this game i don't know if this is important to our uh playthrough of the game but you know that this is an arcade port right I did not know that, actually. Yeah, of course you didn't. And here's why. So the arcade game that had the same name of Ninja Gaiden, uh, mm-hmm. it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up, like a, a Golden Axe or a Final Fight. And then for whatever reason, they were like, oh, we're going to port this game to the the NES. But you know, not this game. Like a totally different game with a different it- story and a different mechanical model and different everything. <laughs> <laughs> is it even like a port at that point or is it just a branding like a, I, mean, a, I mean i'd, I'd say in 1989 when this game came out that they probably considered it a port because it was like they slapped the diehard branding on it yeah but, and and maybe it was the same company so the company considered it a port but i mean it has nothing in common not even like reused visual assets nothing it is a completely independent game and considering the direction the franchise took after this game 
I would say it's a good thing they ported it because none of the future of the series was anything like the arcade game. Right. Well, I mean, it makes more sense for, you know, a, a ninja game to be more about like running, jumping, climbing than, you know, literally walking the streets, beating the mess out of people. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, I feel that at some point ninjas being known for speed and stealth uh, wouldn't work out, wouldn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're just like a like a purse snatcher who's wearing a face mask, you're not really a ninja. <laughs> you're just you're just a thug wearing a face mask. Yeah, the, the, the Joker in The Dark Knight was not a ninja, you know? <laughs> no, no, indeed. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what is your nostalgia experience for this game like? Because I'm I'm curious. Uh, none directly. Um, but no, I never I never played this game. Never. Uh, never. Nothing. Nothing to this game. But um uh, that being said, though, is that I am glad that we played it because, I mean, it's you can't exist in the world of video games without hearing people go on about this game. So this is definitely one where it's kind of like Dark Souls, but older in the sense of like, you know, everybody talks about it and talks about being super good and super unforgiving and super all these things. And and it's just it it's just me practicing and honing my particular ninja skill, which is pretending that I know something about a franchise that I know absolutely nothing about. So they're like, Oh man, you love Ninja Gaiden. I'm like, Oh, Ninja Gaiden. That's a, that's a, that's an awesome game. It's like, oh, I know. Right. I mean, it's so hard to, Oh man, it's so hard and so unforgiving too. It's like, Oh, so, you know, it's yeah. So, that, so that's my, my experience. Yours. Uh, so I, if I didn't own this game, it, maybe one of my brother's friends owned it and it was just at my house all the time. But I remember playing this when it was current and then a little while after, like a little while into the 16-bit era, um, I remember continuing to play this and then never touching it again, right? Because there was a time where I didn't really look back because it was all I could do to keep up with modern games. And then uh, flash forward to uh, when the the new Ninja Gaiden, the 3D Ninja Gaiden came out on (laughs) the... Xbox 360, I think. Maybe. Anyway, we had a roommate who would not shut the hell up about that game. And to be fair, that game was incredibly well reviewed and everybody loved it. And I'm sure it was wonderful. But like, I I basically have these two buckets of Ninja Gaiden memories, which are, you know, bros in college talking about how good the Xbox one was. And then me as a kid dying a lot to the Nintendo one. And it's, I mean, there's so much space between those two things that it's like, yeah, I mean, they're called the same thing, but are they really the same thing? And I mean, yeah, I get (laughs) it, right? But it's just like, it's a weird, it's weird that in my mind, I picture both a very tiny 8-bit sprite and also this like super HD, like mega buff, you know, 3D like landscape. It's yeah, it's, it's odd, but that I've got this disjointed duality. You know what it is? It's the Tao of Ninja Gaiden. I got it. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is thematically appropriate. It it is very thematically appropriate. Um, but also, uh, I will echo your. It it it's like it just the culture of it seeps into you, right? Just people yeah. talking about how hard it is and talking about how it's the hardest game and how it's so unfair and it's broken. And then other people are like, "No, you just got to get good, right?" And there's it's like the NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like a lot of NES games, right? It's just like, no, it's, it wasn't hard. You just suck, right? It's it's one of those cultural nuggets. 
Um, and it's also a game that a lot of people point to as like how games have changed over the years. They're so much more accessible. They're not like Ninja Gaiden, which it, which is interesting because um, and, and since this will probably come up, you know, throughout the episode, uh, uh, just by sheer random happenstance, this particular game uh, completely kind of slots into the way I play platformers, which is just going as hard as you can, as fast as you can, and to hell with the consequences. Right. So this was like a very you know weird experience because just the my default play style is very much so and we'll get into it throughout the episode very much so like right on point with this so but but that being said uh, dude the game's super easy you just got to be good at it this is this is not a hard game you know and if if the rest of the franchise is is this like negligibly difficult i mean i i guess if you were wearing a blindfold and having your younger brother play it for you and you were trying to talk them through it it might be difficult but uh, the game is not hard it's 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 a it's an easy game because as uh, hollow knight told us to do you you got good I, I did. I mean, I was, I mean, I got good, like, you know, 30 plus years ago and then I just stayed good. You know? I started out good and I've maintained goodness. Uh, I've continued to perform at or near good expectations. Uh, I do have some uh, interesting uh, shilling news because uh, I, I don't always have shilling news, but I have two interesting bits of shilling news. So sometimes we have farthing news, but this is shilling true. News. Yeah, but this, this is shilling news. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, uh, you know, as always, uh, you know, we like to take this time to thank uh, new patrons, new Twitter followers, new listeners to the show, right? Um, people who, who come and hang out on Twitch. Uh, and this brings me to my first bit of shilling news. Um, I streamed my entire playthrough of this game minus like a tiny little bit. I booted it up just to like check some sound effects and like do some sanity checks on some of the music and stuff. But uh, all of my playthrough of this was streamed live on Twitch, and I might as well have streamed it on Snapchat because I had to make it ephemeral because <laughs> the sheer volume of cursing was so extreme that I was just like, I don't need a permanent record of this. Like, ah, this is good. It's not, I mean, I didn't say anything that I'm like ashamed of. It was just a lot of F bombs, just a lot of F bombs, right? It's not like I said anything <laughs> heinous, but. Just like, eh, I don't think I need three hours of me saying the F word almost nonstop for like 180 straight minutes. So <laughs> uh, if you caught those streams, like you are now in a small special group of people who saw me deal with that um, and no one else will get to uh, minus there is one uh, clip that uh, I, I pulled out that somehow did not have any F bombs in it. Uh, and it, it was weirdly delightful for uh, the amount of teeth grinding that I did in this game, there's this one really, really happy moment. Uh, so there will be a clip of that. I will actually put the link in the show notes so you don't have to go hunt it down, but uh, there will be a Twitch clip in the show notes. Uh, the other bit of shilling news, which is uh, far more exciting, is that uh, we actually get to welcome a new 16-bit hero. So Da-na-na-na. we like to thank our 8-bit classics and our 16-bit heroes on every episode. So uh, we want to thank our 8-bit classic Michael S. and our two 16-bit heroes, Jacob K. and David S., which is definitely not just me wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> well, are, are, are the, the 8-bit S and the 16-bit S, are they related? They're not. I actually do know the last names of these people, uh, but they, yeah. I mean, they could be related and have different last names. They don't have the same last name. Oh, well. They do in my head. So yes. no, none of what these people bros? are just me wearing a mustache. 
<laughs> Some of them are me wearing a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, visuals? Visuals. I really like the visuals in this game. I know, right? <laughs> good. They're really good. It actually made me wonder, and you didn't say, when, when did this game come out? Uh, it, it hit America in March of 1989. So that's the thing that just blows my mind about the visuals on this game is I thought for sure, given some of the visuals, that it had to be later in the Nintendo's life cycle, you know, because I was like, there's there's no way this was earlier on, right? I mean, the game is, I mean, for my, not to, to gush, it's gorgeous, man. I mean, it's literally, and I'll make this a uh, comparison many times, it is on par with, in my mind, Castlevania. You know, oh, uh, absolutely. I would say in some ways it looks better than Castlevania. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do the sprites look good and the environments when you are playing the game, but this game has friggin cutscenes. like in between every act there is. And actually a couple times during the act, but in between every act, there's like fully not fully animated. They're um, almost like comic book style. Like uh, yeah. if you've ever played a modern like visual novel where it's like it's a comic book, but it kind of moves a little bit or there'll be like simple animations and they do that and they're they're full color and they're they do tight zooms and stuff. So you get a lot more detail like on facial expressions and things. And it's it looks great. Like it's I was kind of like, holy crap, this is this is a Nintendo game. This looks really good. Yeah, in particular, I believe it's on in Act the beginning of Act Three. The thing that blew my mind was the the trees in the background. Mm-hmm. Like they just the, the way that they maximized for the 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 uh, what they had to work with, like as far as pixels go. You know, what I mean, it just it looks it looks just like a, a tree. I don't know the particular type of tree, but like kind of a fir tree, effectively. You know, but I'm like it it just looks gorgeous, and they um. They did a great job using like contrasting colors, you know, so a lot of times the backgrounds are kind of, you know, you, most of the time you're against like dirt, you know, like some kind of a mountain cave, things like that. So you are bright blue, you know, and you're bright blue because you're a lot of times against orange or red, you know, which which, you know, make them pop, you know, so uh, so it's 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 really good. And all of the different enemies are so wildly different. I didn't always know what they were like there's um there's the old lady who throws crosses at you (laughs) and like that's fine it's an old lady throwing crosses at you but there's a weird frog face dude that throws the the white yeah looks like jack skellington come to stab you to death (laughs) see see that's that's way more in the moment Uh, to me he looked like a a weirdly bleached mayor mccheese yes Uh, terrifyingly that is also accurate (laughs) (laughs) so anytime when you can say like it looks like a horrifying max jack skellington or (laughs) a giant mr mayor mccheese you know it's like oh god but that's the thing i have no idea no idea what that was supposed to be but um i could definitely tell you it was an enemy and i could tell you immediately what its patterns are how it attacks because it's important because you do need to be making these split second decisions anything that looks like anything else behaves like the other thing so there's like four or five different things that run quickly across the ground and will clip you uh sometimes it's a jaguar sometimes it's a puma sometimes it's a blue thing whatever whatever that thing was it, uh, I, that looked to me like that one guy from uh, soul caliber who like walks baldo yeah 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 who like walks yeah. on all fours but like backwards like I in have, a bridge 
I have played Soul Calibur maybe five times in my life. I have no idea why I know that. Like I, I, I spotted it off like so confidently, but You're, we're not we're not going to go down the the roommates uh, well. But <laughs> two of our friends that you lived with in college played a lot of Soul Calibur. They did, and that's the literally the five times I've played it was with that <laughs> particular roommate. That's the same roommate that ruins Smash Brothers for me. So. Um, for the same reason, I don't actually, now I'm starting to think this was a little bit on yeah, me. There may but, uh, have been a pattern, <laughs> but all that being said, like all of the enemies, um, that, that look the same, they move and they behave the same, you know? So even though there's like, I don't know, 15 different types of Eagles and I did not like the Eagles, did not care for them. Zero stars on Yelp would not recommend. Um, they all behaved the same way because they all looked about the same way. So, uh, and, yeah. And the, the palette swapping is used only where that's kind of acceptable. Like when you're in the snowy mountain area, you have snowy mountain birds. And when you're on like the warmer, lower mountain area, you have like different birds. And when you're like first starting to go up the mountain, you have different, right? Like there's, they never use palette swapping as a way to be tricksy. And it's, I don't think they even use any palette swapping as a way to be like, oh, the blue man is stronger than the red man, but the purple man is stronger than the blue man, right? Because that's that's one of the most common uses of palette swapping, yeah. but I don't think that they do that. I think every character, every enemy sprite has a fairly unique design and that's 100% consistent. So you always know, you know, that's the old lady who throws crosses. This is the army man who will just run to his death for some insane reason. This, you know, this is whatever. That's whatever, right? So you this can is the always... ninja run to their death for whatever strange reason. This is yeah, also true. <laughs> <laughs> but you you always know basically exactly what you're seeing, which as we get to is like super important. Um, yes, it also makes the world uh, feel a little bit more believable because the environments are exceptionally varied, um, and and you get a lot of visual variation. You see, I think by the end of the second act, you see like 90% of the enemies. And then by the end of the third or fourth act, you see like the remaining, you know, 10 to 15% you haven't already seen. And that makes sense because it's like an army that's trying to murder you. Like these are people who are out looking for you to murder you. So you keep seeing the same foot soldiers because of course you do. You keep seeing the same whatever because of course you do. But eventually like you don't see the street thugs anymore because you're not like in the city. You're like up in the temple on the mountain. Well, and also too, I think that the the palette swapping is is kind of done very rarely. It's done in in kind of ways that make sense because you know the like you said, the brown hawk is when you're down where there would be a brown hawk. The snow eagle is up where there would be a snow eagle. Uh, army dudes look like army dudes because they're army dudes, and the, and they could have even said like, oh, well, these are white camoed army dudes as opposed to the green camoed army dudes. But the kind of the idea is that you're <laughs> they didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. You're just kind of like hitting them fast and hard like a ninja what um so you know it's uh yeah and and again it's it's visuals and surface of gameplay literally the way this game is intended nay must be played um is such that you you need to be able to make that recognize recognize each enemy and its movement patterns on a split second um, generally, sometimes we mention this in mechanics, sometimes we mention it in visuals, um, but uh, the hitbox on this, um, personally, I found the hitbox for you to be where where it felt about right, you know, which probably means it was in my favor. Um, 
the sword is super in your favor, man. Like the the sword literally if you if you are like two pixels away from the sword hitting the thing it'll still register the hit which again is super important and because because this game is meant to be played quickly is that i think that they kind of did it on where does the sword feel like it is as though like you you feel like you're probably about a step and a half further forward than you actually are um but there was no time there were definitely times when i got nailed because I was like, no, I totally hit the button, but really the amount of time it took the electricity to go from my cerebrum to my cerebellum to, you know, make, make the electricity in my, my, my muscles cord and then all of a sudden hit the button. And then by then I've been hit 15 times by 15 different enemies. Um, but that being said is that there was no time when, you know, I swung the sword out and it was like, oh no, you swung too early, dude. And it just nailed me anyway. So I felt that the hitbox on the sword was exceptionally generous, but again, it felt fair. So I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying. The one uh, asterisk I will put onto that is the animation sometimes doesn't look like it's connecting, but you don't care because it's in your favor, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also worth noting that other than the bosses, I'm pretty sure that every single enemy is one hit kill. That is accurate. Right. So yes. not only does this little bit of generosity feel awesome, it, it also like that means that enemy's dead now because because yeah. you connected once and once is all it takes. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to say the one other thing that feels where they I wish they had gone for a tiny bit more generosity is a lot of enemies right near the edge of a ledge. And so you're jumping and it's like, okay, I need to actually strike them as I'm as you, falling yes. because I won't be able to land and then swing the sword. And I felt like that timing was not as generous as I would have liked because more than once I started the swing animation and then started the landing animation, which aborted the swinging animation. And then I got got, and mm. I understand that that's like a really narrow window, but I I wish they had either like you held the sword out longer while you were jumping. So you could like jump and stab or something, but you do the exact same, like with like little quick sword motion. And so if you don't time that right, you can screw yourself. Now I'll be fair. Most of the time it worked fine, but when it didn't work, I was really disoriented (laughs) because now I'm standing on the ledge, like staring down this enemy that I meant to kill while I was in midair. And then they punched me in the face and I fell to my death. Yeah. Um, the, the way I found to combat that was being good at the game, you know, I I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and that's, and that's fair. Like I, I I get that, but, uh, but yeah, no, just, just, just get good. Uh, so (laughs) no, I, I actually, I did not have, um, that experience very regularly. I think that I, the way I interacted with those enemies, I can't think of a time when, except for one area in stage five where I got bottlenecked really hard. Um, I can't think of too many times when the enemy was such that I really had to hit them on my way down where I couldn't either wait for a half second pause for them to move back or one of the cool things that I found and again this game does have some glitches to it but that if you let them walk off screen and then kind of walk forward a little bit like you can continue to just kind of 
slowly generate screen where they don't exist because they're not there. Yeah. And then sometimes you it's can called, glitch that into them disappearing. And it's yes. awesome. <laughs> sometimes you can just kind of glitch them into non-existence, which is in my mind, the way that I, uh, I, I, I dealt with that was that it was a ninja mind trick, you know, like it, it's ninja <laughs> magic. So for me, it was still part of the game. It's like, no, you never existed at all, but I could only do it very infrequently because you know, it's, it's, it's powerful magic, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's certain enemies that their movement pattern will naturally take them off the screen. And so if you know, like the, the birds are a good example, right? They make yep. these big swooping motions kind of, you know, like a bird. And so if you wait till they're already headed to the left side of the screen and you run right, you can despawn them like super easy. Yeah. And th- this actually brings me to another uh, thing that I wanted to bring up, which is uh, this is a Nintendo game, right? And I often complain about the Nintendo's inability to have rich music and rich sound effects happening at the same time. But a thing that we haven't run into a ton uh, with the games that we, we happen to have played is like slow down and uh, like flicker where there's just, mm. there's so much stuff on the screen. The game can't really properly handle it and everything goes to crap. Right. Sometimes like some of the old mega mans that would happen, right. Or like in Castlevania, you could stupidly let too many enemies spawn onto the screen. And now it kind of slows down and it kind of flickers a little Medusa was, heads being the one that I remember. The yes. Most. Right. You're, if you don't kill them, eventually they can build up. Um, I was a little frustrated at times with uh, how this game did not have that problem. And a shocking amount of stuff could be on screen at once. Many enemies, many projectiles, many angry birds, and there's no friendly fire. So they don't mind overlapping each other. Right. So like there were a couple of times where I was just like, I'm really annoyed that this is happening but I'm very impressed with how much crap is happening on the screen right now. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely the the game, uh, and we'll continue to get into this, but it, it very much so incentivizes you to behave in a way that would be very ninja-like. And, and one thing that is not ninja-like is letting too many enemies gang up on you at once. So it, it is kind of in keeping that it's like, n- no, man, you you deal with this problem. You have got two two hawks, a bat, a guy with a machine gun and a guy with a bazooka who are all aware of that you're a problem. So work that out. Um, yeah. The other thing that I'll say too uh, about the visuals is um, the power ups, the things that the, okay. So one is the visual difference but between like what the candles, they're candles, they're, they're Castlevania candles, right? Yes. Which is, uh, the best when you're climbing the mountain and the candles are bald eagles. And so you just <laughs> become yeah. this like anti-environmentalist. Yeah. Like they're a bald villain eagles. from friggin' captain planet climbing that mountain. <laughs> they're bald eagles. At one point they're bugs. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, they're like giant dragonflies from like a garbage pails kids card. Well, there's the dragonfly ones, but then there's another one that they look like spiders almost, you know, or, or, or oh, beetles, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So anyways, but the first of all, m- one of my notes was, yeah, I didn't care for that. I felt like that whatever those things were, they could have just because it doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, so I figured you, you could have because sometimes they are candles or, or light generating sources. And that makes sense. Right. You know, like well, it, it wasn't broken in Castlevania. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Um, but they could have just had one thing for the outdoors to be like, it could have been the bald eagles or whatever it was. And it's just, just make that, make that everywhere. I didn't think that, that we needed a varied visual in that one because again, I just didn't, didn't feel it was necessary. However, the things that they dropped were super confusing. Um, I didn't know what things were giving me points towards using my special, my special. I didn't know what things were special. I didn't know which things gave me temporary abilities, which one gave me more permanent, like special items. It, all of it was just bananas. See, well, while you were getting good, I read the manual. And, oh, right. Cause yeah. I, 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 I never hit any type of skill wall that necessitated <laughs> me reading the manual. I don't have to look yeah. anything up. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> I just picked it up and was playing. So, you know, yeah. and, and, and being so good at it. That yeah, dude, ne- Nessera Games, uh, renowned for, um, yeah, we'll just tell them what the rules of the game are, right? Which um, I do think this game has uh, one thing working in its favor, which is the weapons are fairly obvious because they change your little special, right? So if you pick up a thing that looks like anything and it changes what's in that little special box and it's like, Oh, I got a, a sub weapon. Um, everything else is not immediately obvious. Right? So it's like, is this ammo for the sub weapon? Is this just points? Uh, there's a one kind of drop that's health. There's one kind of drop that there's only a couple of in the entire game, which is an hourglass and it freezes all the enemies on screen for a couple of seconds, right? That one's, because the effect is so obvious, like that one you kind of figure out. There's also like a their version of the Super Mario Superstar that you also only get a couple of times where you have like a little fire shield. Um, you can work it out because the things that are obvious are super obvious and the things that are incredibly confusing are like you can still just, you know, run, jump, climb trees and move on with your ninja life. But mm-hmm. this is this is firmly in the era of like well, we wrote it down, so I wouldn't have to remember. <laughs> right. And, and and that's the thing is that, you know, it, it definitely was not game breaking by any means because, you know, I would just knock out the candle. And then, like you said, is that either I noted, oh, I now have a special ability, which is fine, or uh, or just a thing would happen. I will say, though, the one one or two times I interacted with the freeze time thing, um, I picked it up so quickly. I didn't see that I picked up a thing. And so then just suddenly time froze and it caused me to pause for a second to be like, what, <laughs> what is that? Oh, I must've, I must've picked something up the first time. That's fine. And the first time I got the invincibility, I also didn't see myself pick it up, but it was super clutch because I, and it's, I think the way they intended it to, which is I jumped up, hit the thing as I was about to land on, land on a bad guy, became invincible and murder housed him. So it was a weird emotion because I saw the bad guy as I had already committed to the jump. I was like, oh no, I'm going to die. Wait, what's this thing around me? He's dead. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> cool. I guess move, moving on. And, and that was the thing is that the, the game really makes you kind of just out. <laughs> what about the universe where Hitler cured cancer? The answer is don't think about it, Morty. You know, like just he's got to keep going, you know. So uh, so that being said, is it, it definitely did not harsh my experience in any way because you know, again, you just, it, you, you got to roll with it. You know, you just picked up a thing in, and as you're just sprinting as fast as you can down the, down the thing, down, down the hill, somebody hands you a, a, a cudgel and you're like, oh, cool. I can use this to murder things or, oh no, this cudgel, when I hit the first thing, it popped in the confetti and gave me gummy bears to eat to fuel my run, you know, or whatever. I just, 
He's, you roll with the punches. So uh, it wasn't, wasn't game-breaking or experience-ruining, but definitely not intuitive. I'm now wondering if you have ever been for a run. <laughs> not if I can avoid it. Well, I mean, clearly <laughs> you don't know how it works because you eat the gummy bears after the run. Uh, well, I was thinking of was, uh, you get an upset tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of the Simpsons. I think it's one of the uh, the uh, Halloween episodes where Homer's running away from a bunch of angry dogs and he goes like, I know, and he pulls out like a bunch of sausage links. He's like, these <laughs> sausages will give me the fast energy I need to escape and just eats them all and then takes off. Sprinting. Yes, no, that that is an obscure Simpsons reference, but yeah, no, that I mean, weird, weird choice. Yeah, I, I think it's Weird the episode. Strategy, Cotton. <laughs> yeah, I think it, and I'm just curious if our if our fans will uh, say if I'm right or wrong. But I believe it's the Halloween episode where Homer is traveling to multiple different realities and he is trying to escape the lobotomy from Ned Flanders. Hmm. Oh, and, yes, where Ned like is the all powerful yes. ruler of the world. Mm-hmm. I think you might be right, dude. But you know, on, yeah. only our fans can tell us. Yeah. For sure. on, we can only be told via the contact form on the website or Twitter. Exactly. Um, or, <laughs> or uh, Apple podcast reviews. Yes. Or you can go outside of your house and get Ned Flanders to chase you down the street. <laughs> with dogs. Um, I do want to mention one thing uh, that is, it's going to sound nitpicky, but it, it's just such a, it, it just annoyed me enough times. I was like, Nope, it's going in the notes. The cinematic cutscenes visually, I cannot say enough good things about. They just look great they're such a fun addition to the game they break up the the time between the acts instead of just putting text on the screen or or just not telling you at all and you just have to infer from the action what's happening like it just it was fun to have those little cutscenes. um i don't speak any japanese i don't know if they have a way of discerning who the speaker is from context that we don't have in english but these cutscenes are artfully shot enough that the speaker is not always the character that is currently in the shot on screen. So there were a That's few, t- there, yeah, yeah, right. There were a few times where it was just like, who is speaking right now? Who is the person saying those words? And I mean, you can work it out. Like it's not, it's not like, Oh God, I'm never going to understand Hamlet. Like you, you can piece it together, <laughs> but it, it's just, it like, it ruins the impact of the cutscene a little bit when you, the player have to go, wait, did I say that? Did the lady say that? Did the demon say that? Who said that? <laughs> it would be uh it'd be like everybody do three people with very similar sounding voices doing a dramatic scene during COVID. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Just all white text, no 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 uh name tag, no little face, right? Everybody's got masks on, everybody has their camera off. It's like I, who's talking? Yeah. Um, I will say though that uh, from my own experience, I was, I, I didn't, I didn't really care about the plot. You know, I, I, I kind of, and, and the nice thing about the game is that it doesn't, it doesn't make you care, right? You can literally hit start, skips the whole thing. Love it. Love everything about it. Because definitely they, I, 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 in my mind did a TLDR, you know? So when, you know, I ran up and, you know, the big, there's a, big giant emperor looking dude and like the camera angles you know on an up angle an up angle so like he's he's in a position of dominance you know <laughs> and i'm like oh he must be the bad guy and and you know then there's a woman with like a knife to her throat i'm like okay how's it got it and then just like 
Yeah, picking it up. Yeah, he's going to do something awful to me because he's got my girlfriend hostage or something. Okay, cool. Let me go kill more people. Yeah, so yeah, I, didn't, I didn't need need the why behind the killing. I just yeah. I just love killing. Just love killing people. Um, <laughs> and and I think that's the best way to have story in an action game is where uh, one it's skippable. So on subsequent playthroughs, you don't have to sit through it if you don't want to. And two, if you say maybe can't read well or the translation is terrible or whatever like you don't it's not like i don't know where to go because i didn't watch the cutscene right like you always you run straight and you murder everything in front of you right like that's that's the game no matter what happens in the cutscene which which i do think is like the it's the right balance like yeah because this is not a story game um but i just the reason I, i mentioned it is just because every time i went wait what like that just took me out of enjoying the cutscene. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't have a, I mean, agreed. I, I don't have a good. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was trying to think, you know, well, do, do they do kind of the thing where it's like statement statement, you know, where they always switch off, but no, they don't. Sometimes they'll have two consecutive statements by the same person. And yeah. 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 yeah it's not, I mean, it's far from game ruining, but I was just like, because really the thing that I was curious about was not like, oh, why didn't they put, you know, Ryu colon and then the words or whatever. But I was just like, oh, huh, uh, maybe in Japanese it would always be obvious who is speaking or maybe in Japanese because the characters are so much more information dense. They can put the entirety it, instead mm. of it scrolling to subsequent lines, they can put the whole statement in a shorter amount of space. I was just probably not. You probably also have this problem in Japanese, but I was just like, huh. Um, I only have one other thing for visuals and it's, it's goofy as hell. You got anything else for visuals? Nope. Okay. Uh, my one, my one other thing is, um, I died a lot. I saw that, that continue screen a lot. The, the like rainbow flash. Cause you only get yeah. the rainbow flash when you lose all your lives and you continue. Correct. I love the way that looks <laughs> it, every time. Part of me was like, ah, crap, I died. But it just, it, cause it's not flashing. Um, abrasively yeah it's a rainbow sequence right it's not like red white orange white yellow white right it's not it's not a flicker it's cycling through the colors like relatively fast which makes it uh i think abrasive is a good term for it right it's not abrasive and it just i don't know man i was just like damn this is a nintendo and that's like a really pretty kind of effect (laughs) like i'm actually i'm a little less angry that i died (laughs) Well, so speaking of, uh, you know, game over, right? I really like the music behind the game over, you know? It's, 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 it's not, you know, I, and, and I don't, I'm not great with music as, as anybody who has listened to more than one of our episodes knows. Yeah. If but you're that, a first timer here, this is normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that being said is that it's not, um, like, hey, you're an idiot. You know, it doesn't have that kind of, you know, feeling of really kind of like, dun, dun, dun. Like, you know, like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's like, you know, hey man, you you, you died. That was that was kind of the end of that story. Just try again, man. You know, like it, it's not very intense music. Uh, I would even say it's less intense than, you know, like Mega Man dying, where it's like, like that huge that, you know that's very uh, intense yeah yeah that's that's intense man like, and he explodes when it happens you know like that 
that you're like, oh my god, you know, this isn't this isn't that, this isn't Joel being killed by a bloater, you know, this is just very much so like very toned down, low key, and most importantly, short. You know, is that you die goes do 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 game over, start again. You know, so what, what like three, four seconds between death and I now get to play the game some more. That is important. I wouldn't be surprised if it's even not dramatically, but I'll bet it's even a little bit shorter than like a Super Mario Brothers death, right? Do yeah. do 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 do. And then it's not the the tremendous difference in the music length. It's in Super Mario Brothers, you then see the black screen with the Mario and the world number, how many lives you have left, and that takes a second or two, and then you're back in control. In this, it's little musical note, and then you're back in control. Well, and actually, it's it's we're we're, we're one degree off, right? Because what you're describing is similar to the You Lost the Life, which is even a little bit shorter in this game. What we're we're actually talking about is the game over, which is even longer in Mario, because then it goes do 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 it's like, ah oh, no, you totally died, man. But again, I think that the main difference is that in Mario, you're starting the whole game over. So that's more like a hey hey man you you want to get off the highway and maybe stay at a rest stop for a little bit you know now now's the time you you've been driving you look for a like while. you need a break champ yeah whereas this this is more more like hey man um you want another snack because this this has been this is this happened recently you know um i know you know you with your chocolate ideas but these tracks are jams they, they're good like the, yeah. <laughs> the background music is good enough that like i said I, I streamed my whole playthrough but i actually went back to um check a couple things but mainly just as like sit and listen to the music um i found a you know of course there's a billion youtube videos that are the music pulled from the game and uh it's like it's really good like it's really good music that i would put right up there with a Mega Man or a Castlevania from this era, like maybe not as nostalgic to me personally, but in terms of the quality of the, you know, composition, um, it's good, good songs. Uh, weirdly, these songs, just the way they wrote them. And I, I can't say for sure whether or not this is on purpose, but if it was stroke of genius, the songs are a lot of fast, notes like it's not a lot of long sustained notes it's a lot of right kind of stuff so it doesn't sound like it's sucking out yes yes because the sword is constantly happening and people are constantly popping and the when you pick up items is constantly happening the music is constantly ducking but your mind just fills in the gaps because it's like uh if you've ever been like walking down the street near like a fence and you realize you can see what's on the other side of the fence as long as you're walking because your brain is smart like that. And then you stop and you can't see what's on the other side of the fence because your brain is dumb like that, right? Like it's it, it's that for audio. And I, I think it's amazing that there's a pretty decent chance that these songs were intentionally composed to sound like flip books so that the sound effects don't interrupt the melody in a conscious way. They absolutely are technologically a hundred percent, but your brain is just like, no, nah, it's fine. It's just like, like, yeah, I'll just fill it in. I'll just fill it in. It's fine. Yeah. It, it, it'd be like somebody, you know, 
sitting there rocking out on the drums and then occasionally like one of the drum hits is somebody hitting a bongo instead of you know like an actual drum where you're like yeah that sounds about right close enough close enough uh, yeah no, that, that's about right yeah no absolutely i that's one thing that i did notice was that it didn't have that weird ducking and i remember noticing that because i was like you know again with, with nes era games I, i'm starting to pay attention to it and and with this one i was like oh this is clever because his his lines doesn't have something to complain about this time right dude if if this was an accident then what a happy accident if this was done on purpose genius like utterly (laughs) utterly genius to say what if we wrote music that doesn't suffer if a couple notes are dropped here and there like what what a master stroke when i think too though that and and so one thing that, that i think we can say is anytime somebody says arcade ports suck uh i mean this is this is the exception to that rule, right? It's, it's almost cheating, but yeah. <laughs> it, but that's the thing, though, is that this, every time, you know, I, I say like, look, I get it, man. You know, running a business, it's rough. You got to make money, right? So when all of a sudden you've got an arcade cabinet that's making tons of money, you can just port it over, nice, easy, click, quick and clean, helps your bottom line. I get it. This is the antithesis of that, right? Because they could have done that. They could have just, you know, Blanket ported, just ripped out every asset they could, but they said, you know what? None of that's going to be a good game. Let's make a really good game. And this game is so thoughtful in that way, you know? So to the point where they even said, you know, and what I imagine happened was that, you know, when they, when, when you're playing Mario, right? You know, aside from the once in a while where you get into a room where there's a million, bajillion coins, right? You know, you're, you're, you're occasionally stomping on a Koopa shell, you know? So the music ducking out, you know, you're like, eh, well, what are you going to do? But I am confident that they may have put some music behind this and said, this is unlistenable because you are swinging that sword so often and so many times and in such quick succession that no, this is not going to, this isn't going to work. We have to do something different. And then they said, well, what, what, what if we do a really fast paced, you know, music, which also makes sense. And uh, one of the things I was going to say is that the, to me, the fast paced music is good because, uh, you know, you don't always recognize it, but your brain does, which is music sets the tempo, right? It sets the tempo of gameplay, right? So if the music is very quick, then it's kind of massaging your brain into the fact of like, this is not a thinker, you know, this isn't a, let me take a moment and, 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 and just really take in the space, you know, and kind of explore the area a little bit. No, this is not that, man. This is heart pounding, fast, 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 fast music. So, uh, yeah, it, it, again, it's all, it's all on brand. It's all on theme. It's, it's, it's good. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the modern Ninja Gaiden games, which I haven't played any of, so I'm, I'm about to speculate. So I hope I'm not way wrong. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if those games, which do have some Resident Evil Legend of Zelda style puzzles, you know, move this statue over this block and then it unlocks this door, that kind of crap. Um, But you're not murdering during those little puzzle sequences, right? When you're trying to find the gem to put into the clock to get into the police station, you're not murdering during that section, right? You've already done the murdering and now you're scouting out the area. And I guarantee you that those games have murder music and scouting exploring puzzle solving music right when you're in the the underground cavern there's probably ambient water dripping noises and and echoes far off but then when you're being attacked by like you know demon ninjas there's probably 
you know, demon ninja battle music. So this game only has demon ninja battles. There is no puzzle solving, exploring the area. So all the music is upbeat, except the story sequences and those little cutscenes. That's when they and they do their little like, what? yeah, they're, yeah. They're drama music. They're soap opera BS nonsense. But like, because you're not playing there, because you're not murdering demon ninjas, you are, you know, getting shot at by some lady. You're getting, you're having a, a nice little uh, coffee chat with the demon king before he attempts to murder you, and then the music gets fast paced, right? Like, he it's, does such a garbage job trying to murder you, man. It's just, yeah. it, it's. It's very Bondian, and I get that, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, I'm going to open this floor panel and assume it killed you. Follow up on that. You have one thing that can derail this whole thing. Just run that through, like, really run that to ground, literally in this case. Run that to ground. <laughs> Surely you have an assistant <laughs> or something who can at least, like, let you know and send you a memo. You know, like, what's Kevin up to? Make sure Kevin's on top of that, you know? Yeah. But I, I did appreciate that the music during the cutscenes is the chill. I mean, it's not, they're not soothing songs, but it's the, that's when the dramatic conversations are happening. So you get the dramatic conversation music, right? But during the levels, they never do that. Every level has heart pumping murder music. And that's good, good choice because it tells my brain how I should be feeling at that moment. Yes. Uh, anything else for sound audio? Um, no, uh, I do want to steal the first note of uh, controls and mechanics because you will probably say something like this if I don't say it first, which is this game is fast Castlevania. It's ca- it's Castlevania, but fast. That's literally my first note. <laughs> yes, it's mine. Yeah, too. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's fast Castlevania, man. It a hundred percent is. Uh, it, I mean, the, the the color scheme, the way the game feels, it's it's just literally. If you, I'm, I, I bet if you played a video of us playing Castlevania and then just sped it up to like 1.5 times, it probably would be unrecognizable from, difference from playing this game. It's 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 fast Castlevania, and to that end, um, you know what? There's not in this a delay on your sword the way there's a delay on the whip. Right. There's there's not a delay, but it does stop you. So yes. You, you can't be running and swinging because then you really would just be a murder robot. Correct. You can be jumping and swinging. Yes. You, you can. cannot be. Yeah. But you cannot be running and swinging. Yes. No. You, you still have to stop and and swing your sword, which makes sense. You got to get into that good, good stance and do yeah. the Roni Kenshin, you know, God <laughs> swing or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, so there's no, no delay, not like in Castlevania where you hit the button and then you wind back and hit your whip because again, Castlevania is paced differently intentionally. Castlevania is supposed to be, you walk in, you stop, you hesitate, you, 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 you consider your surroundings, right? You know, and then you kind of make a plan and then start to work it out. This game is is not that. It is twitch reflexes. I need you to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And so if you had any delay on your sword, uh, that would be nightmarish. Also, um, you can, uh, I believe you can tweak your, your jump a little bit as well. A little, but not much. Not much. It, yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the fact that you can do it at all is a huge departure from Castlevania, but it, it's not mario levels of no you know near flight <laughs> yeah where where you're just yeah it's it's just enough to kind of feel like you can kind of 
pull it back a little bit. Uh, yeah, so so very very wildly different pacing, but again, it's uh, it's it's it has that that faster rhythm to it, and and I say rhythm because I do feel that this game is very much so um, way into the practice category. There is some improvisation in the sense that when you if you screw up and do it wrong, you can recover, you know, and some, right. Sometimes <laughs> it's not, it's not a great recovery. And sometimes you're like, Oh my God. And, and definitely there are times where it just straight up knocks you into a pit. You're done, you know, but there were the other times where I was like, Oh, I screwed that up. And then I just got my lunch at for, you know, four or five health bars and then pulled it out. And I was like, well, that sucked. But the upside I'm a little bit all over the place, but the outside is because of the way they do the cycle time. All you have to do is just kind of get to the next screen and you're like, oh, well, I'll get more health the next round anyways. Um, but all that being said is that, uh, is that it very much so is, um, is, is it's a rhythm game, you know? So it's like, it's, it, it has, if you literally put the, the speed runners, you know, play through on it, the no deaths did it without failure kind of thing. Um, I am pretty confident that it would very much so look exactly like Guitar Hero going through the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the enemies are in the exact same place every time, right? So you can control how they spawn, which means you can memorize the button presses and memorize the level layout, right? Like it's a, would this count as a solved game? Like that there is one optimal path. And if you are able to execute that optimal path, that would be the fastest you could possibly do it. I would make the argument that yes. And one of the things that it does that I think encourages that, which is that if, if you are acting persistently, the moment that an enemy comes onto screen, generally there's a couple of exceptions to it, but generally the moment that an enemy comes onto screen, you need to be actively working towards dealing with that enemy immediately. You know, which is to say that you either need to be running up and dispatching it or jumping over it or whatever the ideal solution is. And the reason why I say that is that's why to me it's critical that the enemies respawn because there were a couple of times where I walked up to a bad guy. I was like, ah, I hesitated. Hang on. And I just walk back <laughs> and despawn him and then walk back in and be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm prepared this time. I know that I need to hit the ground running. So I didn't have to like sit there and like try to refigure out the timing. I'd just be like, no, 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 I screwed it up. Walk back, walk, walk in, come again. So uh, the game is very precisely timed, you know? Um, so yeah, I would, I would make the argument that, you know, there is a, 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 it is a soft game. Yes, I would think yeah. so. And, and it really does have that rhythm game kind of feel because every problem is not solved by murdering. Most problems are solved by murdering, but sometimes it's solved by jumping. Sometimes it's solved by kind of like, you know, doing the flip flop, uh, jump up a wall. And then that's how you avoid this one enemy but you have to fight this other enemy or there's a, a pickup that you want to get, but you have to, you know, hop up the wall. Like there are, it, it's not just, you know, hold right, press murder button. It's sometimes it's, you know, right, left, jump, 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 you know, kill, 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 jump, kill, run, run, you know, special weapon. Uh, and a lot of times you're actually going left and right. So it's like this whole screen is to the left and then you go up a ladder and then the next whole screen is to the right. Cause you're like climbing the mountain or whatever. So it's, it is very much, like following the rhythm of a piece of music. I didn't find it super easy to recover if I lost that beat. 
right? Like <laughs> if I got if I got into the flow and stayed in the flow, then I could be quite successful. And and over the course of my playthrough, I managed to get all the way to six act six stage two, which is pretty this is like eighty five percent of the way through the game, ninety percent of the way through the game. So like it's pretty damn far, but the the you know, I was playing, you know, like Weezer and okay go and like <laughs> feeling pretty good about myself. But then when somebody was like, Oh, let's uh let's put on some Metallica and I was like, Which which Metallica? Right. <laughs> and then you get the, the double bass pedals and stuff, and I was just like, I can't dude, I just can't. Right. And it's like you can see it. You like yeah. every time you die, you can kind of track out like, oh, what I maybe should have done was like drawn this line through this area, but it's just a lot of a lot of bottomless pits. So like you take one hit and you go flying into a pit and and your your ability to recover gets less and less and less the further you go into the game because there isn't ground to land on or whatever. Um, or there's so many damn enemies that they just beat you to death as you're attempting to recover. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I think that um that definitely I, I agree with your comment of the thing one of the things I enjoyed about the game was trying to figure out what that optimal solution was. You know, so there were a number of times where I would, you know, walk into a a, a series of bad guys and they would uh they would kick the mess out of me. So then I would walk out, you know, I would continue on, but you know, I took like a quarter to a half of my health and damage, you know, I'd be like, man, that was suboptimal. So then when I would then later die, uh, and try again and be like, okay, that, that didn't work. So that must not be the right rhythm. That must not be the right solution. So now let me try, you know, pause, jump, duck, you know, and I do that and be like, uh, no, that didn't work either. Uh, that time I got knocked off a cliff and died entirely. So that was certainly not the solution, you know, but then after three or four iterations, I'd be like, okay, that I, I now know the solution to this problem. Um, the game's difficulty does scale the way that you're mentioning because everything I just said is only acceptable with a relatively short cycle time. And the cycle time gets longer as the game goes on. Um, so the way that it works, which I think at the beginning works very well, which is there are mid checkpoints there are checkpoints that if you die it kicks you back to and then uh level points where if you um if you die if you get game over it'll kick you back to right so that being said is that you know initially if there was something really really hard they'd put it at the middle at the beginning of you know the game over checkpoint so once you got past that it was uh, pretty easy and then maybe a couple of extra hard things but you know they, it, it would just beat you up a little bit so if you were playing decently beforehand then you could kind of muscle through with enough health uh but then towards the end they put those bottlenecks further and further forward so i got more and more frustrated because i was like i just i just cannot figure out the rhythm for this one area and uh and it kept kicking me back so far that i was like i don't really want to do this anymore man you know yeah. i'm good well and, and if if you if you zoom way out and you look at how the game like I guess zoom way in maybe but if you look at like the the pieces that make up the game there's acts and if you're looking like up in the HUD which by the way looks exactly like the HUD in Castlevania if you're looking up in the HUD there's you know number dash another number and that first number is the act so there's six acts but they don't all have the same number of levels. Act one right. is one level. So you, you do that one level, which is made up of one screen and then you fight a boss and then act one is done. 
And then act two, I think is two levels, but each level is still only one screen. And then eventually the acts are not one screen. So one, one or the levels are not one screen. So one level may have two or three screens and there's only a checkpoint every level, right? And you don't really notice them. They just kind of happen. So like you climb up a ladder and it's like, oh, now I'm in, you know, two dash two. Now, you know, if I die, I know I'll load right here. But then in like act three, you climb up a ladder and you're like, what? Why didn't it switch? Why is this not a different (laughs) level? Oh my God. That means if I die on this screen, I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of that other screen. Right. So like the, the cycle time still feels pretty good, right? Because it's so fast at first that even by the time they elongate it, you're like, okay, this is longer than when it started out in the game, but it's not hatefully punishing until the end of act six. And that's when it becomes hatefully punishing, but that's, that's the end of the game. So they decided to, you know, slap you in the face with that. Well, and I think that, you know, the idea being, you know, Hey man, we gave you guys a whole lot of game to play, but if you want to beat the game, you gotta, you gotta get good. Um, I will say that, uh, so why don't, why don't you give us your feels on the infinite enemy spawns and then I'll give you my take on it. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I think you've got feelings about this. So my problem is this, they kept this in Ninja Gaiden two and Ninja Gaiden three, right? So th- this is this, all three of those games were on the Nintendo and they introduced other mechanics and stuff in the, the later Ninja Gaidens, but generally speaking, they're all kind of the same game. They're, they have a really similar field. They probably use a lot of the same engine, a lot of the same visuals and stuff. Um, the broken enemy spawn, what I consider broken enemy spawns, are there all the time. However, if you are playing this game, uh, what, what would we say? ABF always be moving forward. ABR always yep. be running. Right. Always be running. Yep. A- ABN. Always be a ninja. Um, if, That's if just you, good life advice. I, I think so. So if if you are playing it with the understanding that that is not a way to play, it is the only way to play, right? You don't decide the pace you play the game. The game decides it's exactly like Rock Band, right? You don't decide the pace the song happens. The <laughs> song happens to you, and you either go along for the ride or you don't. The, right. This is a platformer that plays out like a rhythm game, and it kind of took me a while to come around to that viewpoint. So until you come around to that viewpoint, the enemy spawns feel not just broken, but insultingly broken, mind-bogglingly, frustratingly, teeth-grindingly, controller-shatteringly broken. Because if I hadn't had to purge my Twitch videos from the internet, you would see that there were times when, like, I would die and I was frustrated, and then I would get up to a point where there was broken enemy spawn, and I would stop like an idiot, and now, like, this bat, just infinite bats coming out of the bottom of the screen, or infinite army assholes running from the edge of the screen, or whatever, and I was just like... This is the worst because even (laughs) once you accept that this is essentially a rhythm game masquerading as a ninja platformer with like a kind of stereotypical 1980s story, you still have to stop treating it like it's a platformer. And so you have to like break that muscle memory and and you're seeing a platformer. So you have to tell your brain, no, no, just for the love of God, keep moving forward. <laughs> ABN, always. always be a ninja. So yep. like that, 
I, I'm still not totally over it. Like cognitively, I understand <laughs> that's what the game wants. And I, I got to the point where I could execute it comfortably, but I don't think the game does an amazing job of conveying to the player that that is the only way to be successful. Well, I, I would agree. And I would definitely say that's an artifact of the time of, you know, you just make a game where you're like, this is the way to play it, play it that way. Um, that being said is I think that the reason why the enemy spawns are so broken is specifically to keep you from optimizing the fun out of the game, you know, because they don't want you to sit there and like wait for the bad guy to come towards you and then hit him, which makes that jump super easy. Now they want you to navigate that jump while the guy is coming at you. They want you to do that specific thing. So therefore they got to keep throwing that bad guy at you. Otherwise you, what you would do is you would just kind of wait until you get right to that spawn point and then you'd kill the bad guy and you'd walk, walk, walk and then wait, kind of inch up on that other spawn point, kill the next bad guy. That would be the optimal way to play the game and that's not fun. So they said, nope, we're, we're going to put a stop to that. Spawn them. Just, just you know, turn turn the, the uh, army guy machine generator up to, <laughs> up to 10 and, and just all of those itchies are just coming out all the time and and Scratchy's trying to kill me. Which which one's which? Anyways, but yeah. So I think that it's literally because the game weirdly, and 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 I was hoping you would say, which is is the, like you said, is that the enemy spawn points are broken to keep you from breaking the game. Yes. You yeah. Know? No. So, the, <laughs> the enemy spawn points are broken because you don't decide when the notes in the song get played. The song right. decides when the notes in the song get played. So if you, it, it's kind of like when you pause in like rock band or guitar hero and then you unpause, it like scrolls back a measure just mm-hmm. to give you like, okay, those notes are still coming because that's when they happen in the song. Right. And so you can, and I, I actually, I watched some speed runs where uh, like the, the runner would screw something up and then be like, okay. And then back up so that the enemies would respawn because you need the enemies in most cases to properly move through an area Yep. to the point where uh, another thing that this has in common with uh, early Castlevania is some of the uh, sub weapon drops are very intentional. They are expecting you to use that to solve a problem that's coming up real soon. And you absolutely can solve that problem without that tool, but they really expect you to have it. So there are problems that are like, Oh, the, yeah, oh, the, that that platforming challenge isn't that hard, and it's like, oh, did you did you have the 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 orange shuriken? That's why you don't think it was that hard, or oh, yeah. did you have the spinny whatever? I don't know what it's called, the spinny sword thing where you spin in the air. That's why you think that platforming challenge wasn't that hard, because if you died or you missed it or you didn't have enough of the nin- ninja energy ninja points, yeah, ninja then, points, yeah, <laughs> then uh, you can't use that, and that tool was really the one they were designing this challenge around right yep. and and that gets weird because some of the the levels have like an upper area and a lower area and the the thing you need is only on one of those levels and so you can miss it and then when you get to the platforming challenge where they kind of expect you to have it you're like uh yeah no i think that um there's one area in particular that i found fascinating frustrating but fascinating is it's uh in in world five where basically there's a, a platforming area Act. where you at world five um in in, in in so it it's it's act five in ninja gaiden but it's world five in ninja gaiden so uh <laughs> uh so that being said is uh in 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 scene five 
you 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 get in stage two, right? Um, you get a uh, uh, you you gain ninja points, and then you get to where the the item is, and it makes everything super easy. But that item is in stage three. So if you die and get kicked back to the beginning of the stage, you can still get that item, but uh, you don't have the ninja points to use it. So that I found fascinating because it was almost being punished by the spawn point. So whenever I get through that, I'm like, I got to get through this part. I have to get through stage four and stage two and three on my first pass, because otherwise I'm going to get kicked back to the beginning of stage three. And you can technically navigate this without the ninja shuriken, but chances are you're probably just going to die two more times and then get kicked back to the beginning anyways. Did you know so, what that is? That, that's this game's version of the combo multiplier. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I 99% of the song and you 99% of the song. Why are our scores so different? Because you made a mistake at the 50% mark, which then screwed up until you built your multiplier back up. I made a mistake on the last note. So like we, <laughs> we both missed one note, but it has this compounding effect. Like, Oh my God, this is a rhythm game. I hate this so much. <laughs> um, so speaking of rhythm, and this is something that the game did that I really, really loved. So I, I do think that the game does a great job of, of really trying to think of what would it be like to be a ninja? Let us deliver that experience. Right. Uh, it, it to me, it's the it, it's 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 Arkham Asylum, you know, where it's it, Arkham Asylum really makes you feel like Batman. This really kind of makes you feel like a ninja, right? So the reason why is because always be ninja, right? Always be moving, right? Except when at the bosses, the bosses you beat by standing still, you know, and they have less driving forward music it's more like ominous music yeah but no when i suddenly realized that all of the bosses that i fought were beaten not by me having super wild ninja jumping crazy all over the place skills but you just have to find the place where you can be still and then be patient and wait for the boss to come to you right so there's both the adrenaline pumping i have to have the the rapid body ninja reflexes but also the zen meditative skill let an enemy that is more powerful than me come to me you know and i thought that was like fascinating i mean again if you don't know that if you're if if you didn't figure that out right if you're playing the game and you didn't figure that out super frustrating controller shatteringly frustrating but then once you figure it out you you kind of feel like you got this ninja sage knowledge like you know something now that other people don't know and it's kind of cool well and and this this holds up Maybe not on the last boss. I can't say for sure. Cause the last boss is like flying around and you gotta like jump up to hit him, jump off platforms and stuff. So like maybe that one's a little more technically complicated, like mechanically complicated. But, um, the second boss that has like the, the wood chain. You, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a scythe, like on the end of a chain. Yeah. Which is weird, but yeah. it's, it's like a nine section steel whip, but with a scythe at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah super you know, crazy Hong Kong fooey kind of, <laughs> um, yeah. but my, when I first got to that boss, I was like, Oh, you have to do the God awful. Cause we didn't mention this, but uh, Ryu can't climb walls. He could stick no. to walls, but he cannot <sighs> climb walls. Um, and, and he can get knocked into sticking to walls. Which yes. Sucks. Which I think I, so side story to my side story. Uh, I think I came up with a pretty funny way to describe that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you're Spider-Man in every Spider-Man movie where he first gets his spider powers and he's sticking to stuff, but he doesn't want to, and he can't make it stop. And it's like hilarious, but you're, you're like, uh, normally when that's happening to Spider-Man, uh, thugs aren't trying to cave his skull in with baseball bats. <laughs> so True. there were a couple times where like I got knocked into a wall and I was like, this is my ninja skills are now actively working against me here. <laughs> like, this is not what I want. So anyway, if you really get the controls and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I observed people doing this. I cannot execute this. You can climb a wall by doing like stick, jump, yeah. stick, jump, stick, jump. And you just like pop, 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 pop. And it's like, you got to really tap those controls in a super precise way. And so when I got to the just, second just boss real fast for the record, I, I, I almost was able to do that. <laughs> like I felt like I was Goku versus Lord slug in turning super <laughs> Saiyan, you know, where like I, it's, it, I couldn't do it. You know, like if somebody said, Oh, can you do the wall climb with Ryu? I could be, I, I would not say yes, but it's like, I could feel the super Saiyan energy. I was so close, but then, you know, I got, I got beaten up by a giant slug. So anyway, sorry. But, but that mean that means it is it is within you. Um, <laughs> but I, when I got to that second boss, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna walk over here, and I'll be up on the wall. And when he gets all the way to the edge of the screen, I will jump over him because I'm a ninja, right? And you can do that if you can do the wall climb. But the wall climb is a gigantic pain in the ass unless you have two walls to jump between, right? What you're actually supposed to do is duck." under the scythe and just stab him to death with your sword, right? He's actually not that different from the first boss. The only difference is you can duck under the scythe. Whereas with the first boss, you can just stand out of his range and just poke at him. But the, the scythe thing has a longer horizontal range. So you can't really just back up, hit back up, hit like that's not a particularly safe way to do it. The thing that they do that I think is really legit no matter how much health you have, when you get to the boss, you got full health. And the, the place that that ended up being like the godsend for me is the boss of act five. Uh, he's fast and he is hard. But did you know that if you press you the, beat him to death? Yeah. If you press the murder button fast enough, he will die before he can kill you. Yep. Because yeah, no, he, that's yeah, not just... the way you're supposed to beat him, but it works. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it totally works. And actually, I think for the boss of Act Two, I did something similar, which is and this is one of the, the things that <laughs> that I, I I just I do something regularly, which is that that you know kind of uh, this isn't what's meant to happen, but it works. Um, which is like the uh, let's just both keep pouring bullets into each other. You'll drop before I will, kind of a thing. One of my favorite things to do in Borderlands was uh, <laughs> they, they they had uh, Vladoff grenades, which are basically just giant flamethrowers. And so I just walk up to a bad guy and drop a giant flamethrower in between two, the two of us and then just smile because they would die before I would, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, this hurts me too, but you, you can't take it for as long. So, so yeah, literally fighting that guy, you know, um, I ran up to him and just started murdering as fast as I can. Cause normally that was my knee jerk, the first pass on any boss, you know, um, just because the, until I understood the pattern, I'm like, let's just, let's just try this, right? And then literally, I just was like, murder, 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 murder. And I looked up at the screen because he had hit me a couple of times. So he'd knock me back. I just like a child run up to him again as fast as <laughs> I could, murder, murder, murder. And then after doing that for what felt like forever, but it was probably 10 seconds, I just did a quick glance up at the bars 
And I saw that, you know, his bar was like three bars lower than my bar. And I was like, oh, he'll die first. I'm good. You know, just keep doing. I mean, I'll be this horrible, horrible, shattered meat husk after I'm done that now has to go through the rest of the game. But I won no matter. But, but I think that that's that, again, is an intentional design decision that differentiates this from a Castlevania or a Mega Man, which is the level is one challenge, right? Get, mm-hmm. you know, the, the act is one challenge and you have checkpoints at the beginning of each level. And then the boss is thematically the challenge that caps off that act. But it is distinct in that no matter how bloodied you were, when you get to the boss, you fight the boss with full health, which means you don't have to master the level to have a chance at the boss. You have to master the level to beat the level. And then you have to beat the boss to beat the boss, but you start the level and you start the boss with full health. And I was like, this is nice. Like there's a lot of times I have exploded in Mega Man or dropped dead in Castlevania because I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I finished the level, but I'm not going (laughs) to defeat this boss without taking a single hit. And I only have one hit left. Um, quick, quick aside to that is there were definitely times when I did that, that thing where I died, you know, 10 seconds in to the continue location, like from the continued location, I went, nope. And then just died immediately two more times. Be like, no, let's reset the counter on that bad boy. You know, which is, I always just get a kick out of because it's, it's so Machiavellian. Now do um, that, th- this game, because of the way the cycle time is and you have infinity, you don't technically have continues. You just press start on the game over screen. And yeah. if you didn't know that and you turn the console off, you would be sad. Um, oh, sad. <laughs> But it's uh, this game absolutely incentivizes that playstyle, And I don't mean like, oh, they did this shitty thing that they should have fixed and done differently. I mean, like that playstyle is built into the cycle time of the game because I also did that because why wouldn't you (laughs) like it's it doesn't even feel like, oh, I'm being lazy or oh I'm cheating or whatever. It's just like that's just how the game works. Yeah. Um, The the one uh, last thing that I really want to make sure that um, I touch on is. Uh, I wrote the phrase murder where you must, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, ninja. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Is that there is no incentive for killing mobs, you know? And, um, do you get points when you kill an enemy and do enough points, give you an extra life? I don't know if enough points give you an extra life. I did not experience that. I think, I I think it was like Castlevania where, it was points for points sake. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, th- this is, I think enough points give you an extra life, but it's one, a huge amount. And two, you're never gonna, you're never going to just stand there. And, it's not Mario where you could pin a turtle shell in between two blocks and grind one ups. <laughs> but, uh, but that being said is that, you know, at least on the first pass, there is nothing inherent to, to killing mobs. You don't gain experience points. You don't gain gold. You don't gain any type of resource. Um, so literally the only time when you should be killing a bad guy is when that is the optimal solution to that problem, you know, which again, it's a ninja, you know, is that you're not, it's not a brawler where, you know, it's not like final bout or, uh, or, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where literally you cannot progress before you kill everyone on the screen. 
This is not that. Your job is to get from point A to point B as quickly as humanly possible. If that means jumping over the bad guy, then that's the right call. If that means killing the bad guy, then that's fine. You know, it's not that you're disincentivized from murder. It's just you only are supposed to be murdering where you must. So, and and that's why I think they make you stand still when you pull your sword out, right? It's because otherwise it would be so much easier and it would be advantageous to basically kind of kill everything because then it can't double back on you. But killing a thing is actually just slightly more difficult than not. So you really only should be doing it again when it's the optimal solution to the problem. There's a guy standing on the platform that you need to get to. Uh, there's a, a bad guy who is going to fire 15 bullets at you and you can't jump over all of them. You know, There is a reason for you to end that person's life. You're not doing it out of just wild bloodlust or revenge you're doing it because they are an obstacle between you and your goal and that's that's how a ninja do yeah yeah no no notes i'm with you 100 percent on that like the 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 enemy placement and the fact that it halts your forward momentum most of the time right you you can do the little jump and murder um but generally speaking it it alters your flow through the space means you know, every, every death is a choice, right? Every, every, every life you take, they all matter, right? So, um, most of the time I feel like you can choose to evade an enemy or kill an enemy without it having disastrous repercussions, but Mm -hmm. it often has measurable repercussions. And the further you go in the game, they do become disastrous. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, I do have one thing I wanted to mention. Um, because I, I almost brought this up earlier because we kind of got close talking about it with the flow of the game. Um, the the kind of, you know, one hit kill fast and fluid, like that's super important part of the rhythm, right? It can't be some notes you have to press five or six times. The best example, if, if anybody's listening to this and they're like, no, you guys are morons. This isn't a stupid rhythm game. There's no chill flow to this game. <laughs> I will link in the show notes uh, a speedrunner, I think is handles Argus, um, but he has the current world record for uh, Ninja Gaiden 1, and he plays it in the most chill, relaxed, <laughs> super high level of execution, and and I think this is a great visual to go with the like, oh, this is kind of a rhythm game, because if you've ever seen a really high tier guitar player they don't look like a cartoon character. It's not big movements. It's not crazy hard strumming. It's a lot of small, fast, intricate movements, right? Lots of tiny little finger movements that produces these blazing guitar solos. And it sounds like when you air guitar, you're like, and the big, big arm motions, real guitar playing is not like that. Like the faster and more insane, the, the, you know, eye melting solo you're playing is, the more like gentle it actually looks to see the person play it. That is watching this guy world record. This game, he is so (laughs) chill and relaxed and he's like narrating really calm the whole time, the way like really uh, successful speedrunners do. And like every time he does like the wall jump, he says the same thing every time, because I think this is the song he's singing in his head that like helps him memorize the game is flipping and a flopping, dripping and a dropping just every time. And like he, uh, when he intentionally takes damage to like, you know, push himself up onto a ledge or something. Cause it's slightly faster. It'd just be like, and bunk just every time. <laughs> like, and it, and I realized like, that's how he memorizes 
this game because this game is a rhythm game. So he memorized the song of the game. Like it's, yep. it's just absolutely incredible to watch the whole thing. I think is like 14 minutes or something. There will be a link to my uh, much shorter, much sadder uh, clip <laughs> uh, in the show notes. And I will link his, his speed run in the show notes. Cause it's just, it is the proof that everything we have said about this being a rhythm game is true. <laughs> The uh, the one thing I kind of want to do now, and and I don't think that the internet may have just generated this on its own, but is kind of like the the whole, uh, you know, if you watch Star Wars, it totally syncs up the dark side of the moon, right? It's like if you took the controller inputs and then mapped them to <laughs> Guitar Hero, you know what 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 song? It's like, oh no, it's totally you know this Metallica song or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm kind of amazing. I'm kind of curious though, like if you literally mapped all of the controls and, and just just mapped them to notes, what song it would play? You know, what what is the song of Ninja Gaiden? <laughs> <laughs> well, this, how how positive would you be that the universe is a simulation? if it turned out that the song is the song in that, that level that then <laughs> that would be a uh, uh, ready player one level <laughs> Easter egg, right? You know, yeah. where it's like whatever the creator of the universe, but I mean, literally then I, I, I would probably go and try to find all of the developers of Ninja Gaiden <laughs> and like, reach out to them and understand who they are in this universe that they knew when they created this game in like 1989, that it was such a rhythm game that they went ahead and just basically, because what they would have had to have done was played a song, then translated that into controls, then created a game around it. Oh man, I want this to happen so bad. Now we, if I mean, never has there been a better time for our, uh, no research creed because we can just decide that this is true. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we just need to, we just need to figure out what, what song it is in our mind, like in our head canon. It's the greatest song in the world. Ooh, yes. That's the song <laughs> they actually played on the fateful night. Yes. Now that's that head canon accepted, man. I'm in. I'm- nope. <laughs> so, uh, does it hold up? Yes. But but what, what I mean but but you know I'll I'll take my my secondary approach. You did it did it yeah. hold up? Um, I give this a nostalgia monocle, and I'll tell you why. What? No, I will tell you why. For all of the glowing praise we gave it, that it absolutely deserves. For all of the mind blowing revelations I had over the course of playing this game, that this game was not the game I thought it was. It was this totally different game. The reason I mark it down is because. There are modern games that are like this. Like Celeste is a great example, right? I would say like Celeste has a much chiller song, but there's a song to Celeste, right? You can get into a rhythm that it's very like jump, dash, 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 jump, 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 right? Like, and and you could do the same kind of thing. The difference is that this game is just punishing enough. It's just inaccessible enough that... I would have a really hard time telling someone like, well, I mean, yes, it is as hard as you remember, but if you pretend you're playing guitar hero, it's doable, right? <laughs> like it, it's, it's, it, it's just it in, inaccessible is the best word I've been able to come up with for it. It's just inaccessible enough that it was just like, uh, 
it would really help if you remember this game fondly. <laughs> so like this, this is a, I'm, I feel almost bad giving this a nostalgia monocle because they do so much right. And so many future games exist because this game exists and because it was executed so well, the music, the visuals, the gameplay, but it's, the tiny little bit of inaccessibility that to me nudged it down to a, a nostalgia monocle. And I'll say when I first started playing, I was like hard nostalgia goggles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Firm nostalgia monocle. Oh crap. I kind of want to give this no nostalgia goggles required, but it's so hard. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it's so, un, it's, it's unwelcoming. Right. And so it's, I do feel a little guilty about this one, which is an awkward feeling to have as a critic, but like, <laughs> I give it a, a begrudging nostalgia monocle. You deserve no nostalgia goggles required, but I'm sorry. <laughs> so for me, I would say no nostalgia goggles required. Um, again, it is very much so a rhythm game. Uh, it is and and uh, not a a platformer. If you go into it expecting like, oh yeah, it's like Ninja Mario. It is not that. Um, uh, as far as who I would recommend this game to, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody who you know is like a a. a has a low games literacy because this is definitely a uh the the mary shelley's frankenstein you know in the sense of you know you don't you don't hand that off to somebody who just got done reading hop on pop and expect for them (laughs) to really really get it but uh, i think that the the number one thing to me though that that made it i think that maybe the difference is that i'm i'm good at video games you know like i'm good at yes not, you're, not you're just, good at games no but not not just like this game i mean i was clearly better than you at this game by a extraordinary margin but i mean like i'm just better at video games in general like i'm good at video games you know uh no like, you're, you're like, good like yeah can like you, a player can you, like sum it up though because i mean i'm just gonna cut all this out you're gonna cut all of this out or what what, all, what yeah what like a like a huge piece of the shit curtain falls the music plays the credits roll then it all fades to black and you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again